Hello and welcome to the first podcast from AFH Wealth Management. My name is Ross Simpson and today we're talking quite pertinently about protecting your investments in uncertain times. And I'm joined by Senior Equity Research Analyst Nadia Yacoub and Senior Collectives Research Analyst John Dowie, both from AFH. John and Nadia, hello. 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 So, protecting your investments in uncertain times. I assume you've chosen that title as you think it's something at the forefront of people's minds right now. Absolutely. I think some of the factors that spooked the markets in 2018 um, have carried on into 2019, so such as the uncertainty over Brexit, trade tensions between US and China, uh, fears of a global economic slowdown. So they have come into 2019 and most likely they're most likely to persist in 2019 as well. So naturally, in these uncertain times, investors are going to be concerned about their investments, um, especially when UK interest, UK interest rates are still at low levels. I mean, some of the returns that you're, you're getting on cash investments when you take a factor in inflation is actually unattractive. So naturally, investors are, are looking at their investments and asking themselves, well, actually, where, where do I go to get a decent level of attractive return? I think it's a pertinent topic simply because it's actually perennial. Investors are always having to deal with uh, levels of uncertainty. We could have had conversations uh, in 2016 that would have been prior to the referendum, uh, would have been prior to the election of Trump and of the uncertainties of those possibilities coming up before they happened. Before that, they could have, we could have been discussing the Eurozone crisis and before that, the uh, great financial crisis. So. It is something that investors always have to deal with. Uh, people talk about investing on certain times. I think you could just describe it as investing. We will have some people listening who've never invested before. So I wonder if one of you could briefly explain why we invest in the first place. Well, there's a multitude of reasons why, why people invest. Um, people will invest to achieve an, in, an investment objective or, or a financial goal, for instance. So I'm using investment objective and financial goal interchangeably uh, as a phrase. So whatever the objectives may be, I think the, the first crucial step is actually clarifying these investment objectives. That is a, a primary thing you need to be doing when, when building um, an investment portfolio. And this is where professional advice is absolutely essential. So uh, a financial advisor will come in, um, help you know the investor, the client, establish their financial goals or investment objectives, and then in turn build an investment portfolio to actually help you meet those investment objectives. And John, if we're giving a quick overview, there are a few words that perhaps we need to define as well for people who haven't invested before, such as risk and diversification. Um, could you explain what these words mean in the context of investing? Well, as Nadia pointed out, uh, investors don't just put their money into the markets for the sake of it. They're trying to achieve a specific goal, or they should be attempting to achieve a specific goal. We consider risk to be the likelihood or possibility of simply not achieving that goal, either because uh, the investments do not make the sufficient returns that the investors were looking for, or they weren't generating enough income if they're looking for those types of uh, objectives. So when we take a step back and we see risk as an idea of failing to meet an objective, it really becomes a function of uncertainty of future outcomes. So when you are thinking about investing, different types of investments will have different types of profiles. Some will have very 
well-defined future returns, such as bonds, which are debt instruments that pay a certain coupon uh, periodically. And there are those uh, investments that have quite uncertain sets of returns that can be more speculative in nature. So the key thing investors have to understand is that to achieve their financial objectives, they need to actually often take on a certain amount of risk. They have to be able to take on investments that have uh, a slightly more uncertain outcome to be able to achieve uh, higher returns to um, meet those types of objectives that Nadia was talking about. That said, the fact that uh, you need to take risk means you don't need to take unnecessary risks. Mm -hmm. And one of the key types of unnecessary risks is when you make highly concentrated bets, putting all your eggs in one basket, to use that cliche, and, not, and failing to what we would call diversify the portfolio. So diversifying the portfolio simply means combining a number of different um, investments that means that the overall portfolio isn't overly exposed to a single specific risk. To take an example, uh, quite an extreme one, but to illustrate the point, if you put all your money into one company's stock, say the company you work for, uh, your entire financial future is then dependent on the performance of that company. And we're attempting to do the opposite, to take only those risks necessary to achieve your final objectives. So given that diversification is so important, perhaps we should discuss it in more detail, in particular why it's so important for an investor. Sure. So um, stock markets do fluctuate. Obviously, they do go up and down. Um, and there will be periods of time where stock markets actually are volatile. So I think it's worth remembering that various asset classes that can constitute, can be within a portfolio, uh, will react differently given whatever event there may be. Even asset classes may react differently even given the same event. Um, and I think diversification is important because investing in a combination of these asset classes is, over the longer term, is a sensible approach for investors to actually achieve their financial goals. As Nadia said, there are a large number of instruments you can in fact buy. So within the UK stock market, there are literally hundreds of shares of companies uh, that you could purchase. It can in fact be difficult for a smaller investor to buy uh, a larger number of stocks that mean they're properly diversified across different business sectors like oil, banking, retail. So uh, rather than uh, go towards buying individual shares, we often buy funds, which are simply baskets of shares and allow uh, clients to be fully diversified within an asset class, within a single holding, which often simplifies the construction of portfolios. Another point we would raise is that uh, a number of retail clients will themselves go out and buy funds, uh, or sometimes on, in fund supermarkets, with or without uh, the uh, help of an advisor. And simply because you've bought uh, several funds doesn't actually mean you're properly diversified. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you buy three or four funds, which are funds holding shares of UK companies, you are in fact exposed to the underlying same risks, in this case, the health of the UK economy. We tend to take a view where we want to be diversified across geographies, which means we want to be buying a, from a global perspective and also across multiple asset classes. And that kind of portfolio construction is part of the uh, reason you may wish to engage with a financial advisor. So what if I were an existing customer? What kind of help do I receive on an ongoing basis? Let's say something happens, some kind of market volatility. What happens for me? 
the, the key thing to note here is that it's not necessarily about building a portfolio, investment portfolio from the outset. It's also about monitoring that portfolio, whatever the financial conditions, financial market conditions may be. So at the beginning of the client's investment journey, the financial advisor should have established the investment objectives and the attitude to risk. Um, so once this has been established, then the next natural step is to uh, invest in a stress-tested, diversified portfolio. And this gives the client some kind of comfort, especially during periods of market volatility. Um, if you take, for, uh, for instance, the um, great financial crisis in 2008-2009, we saw um, a, a market falls of in excess of, of 50%. So a lot of investors were actually panicking and selling at steep discounts. And, and actually realizing uh, huge losses. So what I'm trying to emphasize here is that by having this level of expertise, by having a financial advisor, and at AFH, the financial advisors are supported by an experienced uh, team of investment specialists, and adopting a long-term long -term disciplined approach will allow investors to weather the storm. This long-term buy-hold discipline would apply to savers already invested in the market. What if you're just starting out on your investment journey? So if an investor is starting out their investment journey, um, volatile markets aren't necessarily a bad thing. It can actually offer an investor a, a good entry point. Um, naturally, investors would prefer to purchase assets at a cheaper level rather than a higher one. The, the problem is that investors actually do the opposite. So they, they purchase at a higher level and sell at a low level. Volatility can actually be advantageous for an investor. It offers a stock picker the ability to purchase some shares at really good prices. This is where professional advice is actually helpful. Buying stocks when a mood of pessimism or even panic is prevailing um, can be psychologically difficult. A time-proven method for dealing, managing with your own behavioural biases and reducing the risk of particularly poor outcomes when you're investing in highly volatile markets is to uh, use a technique we call phasing or pound cost averaging. This means rather than putting all your money into the market in a single go, you split your money into chunks, sometimes referred to as tranches, and then you put them into the market at fixed intervals, say over uh, three to six months, you would put the money in once a month. And this smooths out the journey of putting your money into the market. Now, most clients need to achieve um, a return above inflation in the long term to achieve their financial objectives. And this does require investment in equity markets and therefore exposure to the kinds of extreme events that we have seen and will no doubt see in the future. It is in fact slightly paradoxical, but the reason uh, equity markets uh, provide such returns to investors in the long run is in fact the, the capacity for taking on that risk. By holding companies throughout the cycle, you are rewarded for doing so. Um, however, it is psychologically uncomfortable and this should be acknowledged at the outset. You should be prepared for the kinds of um, events that, that have happened before um, and really almost have a plan for what you expect to do when that kind of turbulence hits. And the most important thing to do is not to panic and to stick to the plan. And this is where a financial advisor can be really invaluable by holding your hand, reminding you of what you had agreed at the outset when times were good and times were easy. When it starts getting difficult, that's when the, uh, when the real test comes.
Thank you, John. And finally, the elephant in the room. We kind of touched on it earlier, but Brexit. I think we can agree that um, Brexit itself counts as an uncertain time. So what should people be doing to protect their investments right now? Um, well, I think the first thing investors should be doing is actually looking at their existing portfolios and ensuring that it is actually diversified from an asset class perspective, but also from a geographical perspective. Now, I place emphasis on geographical perspective because, for instance, if you look at the FTSE 100 companies, people may be thinking, actually, I'm investing in the UK market. That is strictly not true because a lot of the FTSE 100 companies are actually deriving their revenues from overseas. So approximately 70% of revenue from FTSE 100 companies is derived from, from international markets. So, so it is actually a case of looking at the underlying investments. So the next natural step would be bearing this in mind is actually seeking specialist advice. So what we've said uh, you know, throughout this podcast is actually seeking um, advice from a financial advisor uh, to actually assess their you know, investment objectives, their financial goals, and help them establish their attitude to risk. A financial advisor can do that, but also specialist advice can actually dispel the, the confusion between issues such as Brexit um, and market volatility, because Brexit can both be have, have a positive impact or a negative impact and this is where the structure of, a, of your portfolio matters and this is where um, a financial advisor can help. John Dowie, Nadia Yacoub, thanks for your insights and thanks for joining me today on this the first AFH Wealth Management podcast. <laughs>